Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. And I hope everybody that watches the March Mad Tournament is having a blast. Uh, I personally do not get into basketball. I don't watch the NCAA tournament or the NBA. Don't have anything against basketball. It's just not something that interests me. Something weird, though, is I've seen a number of tweets and Facebook posts from people that are basically just proclamations that they will not be watching the tournament. And on the surface, I'm thinking, well, you know, good for you, but why are you in interjecting yourself into a conversation that has nothing to do with you? If you don't want to watch the tournament, that's fine. I'm not sure why you are saying that you won't be watching it the same way someone announces a boycott on a product. I will I will not be using this company's services ever again. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch the tournament. It's pretty straightforward. Around the Super Bowl, you'll see a lot of these posts. You know, oh, is there is there something going on in the sporting world today? I I wasn't aware. If you're not into the NFL and you don't want to watch the Super Bowl, you're not being a hero by not watching the game. I'm not sure what people feel like they gain from making these announcements on social media. Here's the way I feel about the NCAA tournament. I'm not interested in basketball, so I don't watch basketball. If you like basketball, knock yourself out. I hope every game is a nail-biter, and I hope your bracket is pristine at the end of the month. I'm not taking a moral stand against basketball by saying I'm not going to watch it. It's just not something that I do. The only sport that I watch on TV is the NFL. I have played golf my whole life. I don't watch golf tournaments on TV. I love going to hockey games. If I can actually physically go to the game, I have a blast. I do not watch it on TV. The difference is is I don't pull out my soapbox and spread it all over Facebook that I am sitting out this year. It's a compulsion that people have that I just really don't understand. It does dovetail nicely into what I want to talk about today, which is social media and the fact that we are not doing very well with social media. You know, when MySpace and Facebook first hit the scene, the sort of the promise of them was that it would be a simple way to keep up with friends and family, no matter how far away they live or how many years it's been since you've actually talked to them in person. And for about the first 10 minutes that they were in existence, that's the way it was. At the 11th minute, human nature started to creep in. The first way we saw this was people began to create fictionalized versions of their lives. You've all seen it, people posting these very staged photo of whatever dinner they're having on their Facebook page. People always posting their vacation plans, which it, posting about your vacation, unless you're already back home, is insane. Why would you tell everybody on God's green earth that you're out of town for a week and your house is just sitting there ripe for the pickings? But you started to see people spending a lot of time and energy trying to put forth the image that their lives were much more exciting and glamorous than they really were. And I get it. There's no reason to post something like Jay feeling aggravated because he was looking for a can of Beanie Weenies that he thought was in the pantry and apparently he ate the last can and didn't know it. Or I folded laundry for an hour today and now I'm bored. I'm not saying that you have to be 100% honest in your social media posts, 
but I do have an issue with people that really go out of their way to make their lives seem way better than what they actually are. And obviously they're trying to make their lives look way better than everybody on their social media feed. And then you have all of their friends and acquaintances that are trying to one-up them. And just taken by itself, that really wouldn't be a big deal. It would be narcissistic, obviously. But the real issue started that not only were people really putting a positive spin on their mundane lives, they started to believe it themselves. We all have that one Facebook friend, or in the case of a lot of us, we have multiple Facebook friends that two or three times a day they're posting about whatever cause they have adopted. I had a friend on Facebook. Um, I had actually went to school with this girl. I did not like her very much in real life. I found her to be very pretentious and shallow, and that made up about 98% of her personality. But at least two or three times a day, this young lady would post on Facebook something about the homeless, about how cities were treating the homeless, trying to move them off of public areas, or the number of homeless in America at this time. Oddly enough, something I never saw her post was that she took an afternoon and helped frame a house for Habitat for Humanity. I never saw her post that she had taken an afternoon and went and served meals at the local rescue mission. She certainly liked to post about it on Facebook, apparently actually getting off her couch and doing something tangible to help the homeless situation was a bridge too far. I was reading an article the other day. It was regarding uh, the game Red Dead Redemption 2. Again, I have said that I am a video gamer. I don't like to call myself a gamer. I'm not sure when that became a noble pursuit. I grew up Video games were something you did when it was either too cold to go outside or if you were kind of a dork. Uh, I grew up in a place where we had really bad winters and I was kind of a dork. So I've played video games a long time. But uh, part of Red Dead Redemption 2 is that you can hunt for food. And in fact, it's very beneficial to you to hunt for food. And at some point in the hunting was not the issue the lady was talking about, but she did touch on that in the article. And then she said that she herself does not participate in hunting in Red Dead Redemption 2 because of the ethical questions surrounding hunting. I'd like to point out two things concerning this topic. Uh, number one, when you hunt an animal in Red Dead Redemption 2, that is not an actual animal. That is an electronic representation on a television screen. You're not killing an animal. So I'm not sure what sort of superior moral stance this lady was taking by saying that she does not pretend to kill pretend animals. The second thing I'd like to mention on this is she apparently is okay with all the humans that you kill in this game. So the young lady that wrote this article is virtue signaling what a perfect specimen of humanity that she is because of something that is basically a zero. Now, 30 years ago, everyone would laugh at her for saying this. In the climate that we're in right now, that is actually some sort of personal capital. She's not doing this just because it makes her feel good to say these meaningless words. 
people actually will applaud her for not doing a part of a video game because she is above us ethically. And that's really my issue with social media at this point, because for the first however many years of Facebook and Twitter and and even let's go back to MySpace, at first these things were just feeding people's narcissism. We've reached the point now where it is weaponizing people's narcissism. And if you've ever had a political argument on Facebook, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you comment on somebody's political post, anything except for I 100% agree, you're fantastic, you are going to get attacked like you broke into somebody's house and shot their dog right in front of them. Everybody in those comment threads about a political post, and sometimes not even political posts, just everyday stuff, everybody sounds like a five-year-old. And there's no such thing as a debate anymore. It is simply, you have disagreed with me, I must destroy you. I have another Facebook friend. I went to school with this guy. I like him a lot. I've been friends with him for years. If you're standing in a room with him, he's funny, he's personable. If you disagree with him on anything on Facebook, he makes no attempt to persuade you to his way of thinking. He just immediately calls you a uneducated, inbred yokel. It's too stupid to have a conversation with him because, obviously, since... He's right in every single thing. If you disagree with him on anything, ipso facto, you are wrong. And none of this is helped by the fact that the way Facebook and these other social media's algorithms work, as you like articles and posts, it will start to tailor what you see to fit your preferences. And what happens is that after a while, the only thing you see is stuff that agrees with your personal biases. And unfortunately, most people will take that as confirmation that they're correct. Uh, They're not self-aware enough to understand that they're being spoon-fed things that they're going to agree with because that's how Facebook and Twitter and all these other social media sites make money. Zuckerberg is not a billionaire because everybody has a Facebook page. Zuckerberg is a millionaire because ad companies pay him to get their products and their companies in front of people like you and me. The way that Facebook does this is cherry picks articles and ads that you're going to be interested in. And you're more likely to click on an article that tells you that you're right on a subject and you're going to skim past something that you don't think you're going to agree with. It's called confirmation bias. People look for things to make them correct in what they believe. It's part of the reason we're so divided as a country right now. You can go online and you can find an article or a study that supports anything that you believe. And it's causing people, people don't just believe that they're right anymore. By God, they can pull something up on the internet and they can prove it to you. I can prove what I believe is right from something from the internet. Every whack job that you know can do the same thing. It really doesn't prove anything one way or the other. It's just you've got an article that somebody wrote that agrees with you. Unfortunately, most people don't look at it that way. It's just, look here, by God, I told you I was right. And another thing that's driving a lot of the vitriol that you see is that when people post on social media, they feel anonymous. Now, obviously, if you're a big celebrity and you have a 
Facebook or a Twitter account that you're trying to drive your fan base, obviously that person doesn't feel anonymous when they're posting something. But for the majority of us, you're sitting at your house and you're writing these comments. I'm not going to go into cyberbullying. That's been beaten to death. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sure you are too. But I'm sure everyone will agree that the feeling of safety people get hiding behind their computer screen emboldens the things that they will say to both acquaintances and strangers. And obviously nobody talks to each other like that in real life. If people talked like that to each other on the street, you'd see 15 fights a day. Of course, that would be a self-correcting problem because people would learn some social skills very quickly in that situation. We don't have that on social media. I feel like it's probably something we'll learn over time. But right now, people absolutely feel that they can say anything to anybody at any time. And some people might say that that freedom to express yourself is a good thing. Well, no, not necessarily. Uh, freedom to express yourself can be a good thing. We've reached a point where we have given our most base and ugly emotions a microphone and a billy club, and we're letting them go to town every single day. I've mentioned before that I play GTA Online. Now, when you do missions on GTA Online, Again, it's an online game. You're not playing by yourself. There are people from all over the world that are in there with you. One of the things that you can do is you can go attack other players and you can stop them from doing whatever it is they're trying to do. Now, there's next to no benefit to a player that wants to go after the other players like that. You do get a little bit of money in game. It is a pittance. I mean, literally the equivalent of getting about five dollars. And in the interest of fairness, the Grand Theft Online community has got a very well-deserved reputation for being more toxic than other video games or social media platforms. But it's shocking how many people are playing that game not to enjoy playing the game, but to make sure other people don't get to enjoy playing the game. And it's just a little microcosm of the thought process that most people have. There's no chance that I'm going to suffer any ill consequences for being a terrible person. So pedal to the metal. Here I go. And there are a lot of bad aspects to this. There is one thing I do like about people feeling free to just be who they are. And I have said for years, it's always good to know who somebody is. And on social media, most people cannot wait to show you what a petty shallow jerk of a person they're willing to be for absolutely no reason other than the fact that they have the opportunity to be that jerk. A lot of this comes from the fact that if you were able to watch somebody when they're all alone, you would get a glimpse of who that person is that you're never going to see outside world. And when somebody is sitting at their computer posting online or their phone, they feel like they're alone. The little caveman part of their brain cannot understand the fact that even though they're sitting in their house by themselves or they're sitting in their car, all that stuff's going out into the ether and a lot of people are going to see it. And it just drops some social barrier in their brain that really lets their inner a-hole come flowing out to the surface. And I guess the bottom line of what I'm trying to say in all this is we were not ready for social media. You know, in one of my other episodes, I talked about 
how we as a species, we don't adapt very well or very quickly to change. A lot of people like to think that we do. I'm sorry, we just really do not. I mentioned in an earlier episode how when the microwave first became you know, commercially available to middle-class families, this was the early 80s, how many people I knew that said that they would put something into the microwave, turn it on, and they would leave the room. They wouldn't stay in the kitchen waiting the 45 seconds for their coffee to reheat. They felt that that thing was dumping out so much radiation, they need to get away. I'm not really sure if they honestly believed that that thing was dumping out a ton of radiation, what a couple of sheets of drywall in 10 feet was going to protect them from. But that's simply how we react to new technology. My children are going to be a little bit better on social media than we are. It takes a little while for us to recalibrate our thinking to this stuff. I'm sure that my grandchildren will be quite adept at social media and they'll have a healthy, happy relationship with this new medium. We, right now, we're like the monkeys throwing rocks at the obelisk in 2001 A Space Odyssey. We don't know what it is and we don't know what to do with it. Now, I do have faith the human animal is evolving and like I say, we are going to get better. But for the moment, I recommend that you think of Facebook the way I think about Facebook. And that is, it is simply a tool to remind you why you did not like those people in high school and leave it at that. All right, guys, that's pretty much all I've got for you. I appreciate you sitting with me again. Uh, This was my 13th episode. Uh, A lot of people think of the number 13 as unlucky. I was actually born on the 13th, so I have a bit of a soft spot for that number. Uh, Not of March. I'm not fishing for happy birthday wishes. All right, guys, I I enjoyed today's show. If you enjoyed it, uh, like, a positive review, and a share would be greatly appreciated. If you want to send me a comment, you can send me an email at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com. And I hope everyone has a good day. Thank you very much once again, and I will talk to you soon.